What's up, everybody? Anton Curley here from ecommercelifestyle.com, and welcome back to the podcast. This is our bi-weekly show. We have brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday morning that are all designed to help e-commerce store owners increase their revenue, automate their operations, and become the authority in their niche. Now, today, what we have is the final episode of a three-part series that I have been releasing all about Shopify marketing. So if you, for some reason, didn't listen to episodes one or two of this series, this definitely works better sequentially. So I will link those up in this podcast description. You can click back, check them out, then come back here. So go ahead and do that now if you're not caught up to speed. Okay, good, you're back, you're up to date. Let's go ahead and get started with this one. So what we've talked about so far in episode one was how to be seen, meaning how to get the right type of people to find your e-commerce store. Episode two was how to be remembered. So when people go to your store and don't buy, which unfortunately the majority will do, they don't forget about you. And in today's episode, what we're gonna talk about is how to be loved. So this is what you should do really after the sale to build a customer base that loves your business. Now I say after the sale because most of this does come into play after somebody gives you money. There are a couple things you should do while somebody is buying from you to start building this experience for them and really get the best results long-term because it's one thing to capture a sale. It's another to actually have people that talk about your business, whether that be online or in person. And it's another thing to get people that actually take their time to leave positive reviews for your store. It's another thing to have people have your store just pop into their mind when they're thinking about making another purchase in your niche. So when I say how to be loved, that's really what I'm talking about. Having customers that are actually talking about your business, referring people to you, and be thinking of you when your niche comes into their mind. And you know, it's funny because most people that I talk to, when they think about their customers, really as soon as anybody buys from them, they kind of just want to make that sale and then they like cross their fingers and hope they never hear from that person again. And I do get it because when I started back in like 2007 and my stores really started growing in 2008, I felt the same way, right? I was very happy. I was making a lot of money and getting a bunch of sales, but I was new. I felt very uncertain about the whole thing and I was afraid to hear from customers. I thought it can lead to people being maybe angry, right? Why else would they follow up? I thought it can lead to people saying, I want a refund or, you know, just complaining. And I had this like anxiety and fear over it. So again, I totally get that mentality and that thought process. But the truth is, if you want to be successful long-term and specifically, if you want to do it through referral marketing and repeat purchases, you need to totally flip the way you think and make it a goal to actually hear from every single person that buys from you. That's what you want. You want every single person that buys from you to at least communicate in some way with your business after the purchase. And I'll give you some examples and some ways to do it in this episode. Uh, before I do that, I should also just say, you know, this, this three-part series, the reason I created this is 
I would say more so as like a high level overview of again, how to be seen, how to be remembered and how to be loved. So don't think in any way like these are the only things we do or the only things that you should do. But the reason I wanted to share these messages in this three-part podcast series is because I know we do have a, a handful or I should say a segment of podcast listeners that are newer in or on their journey in building a store. So these episodes are really designed to give everybody like a do this first type approach, right? Like these are all things you should be doing very early on, if not on day one. And then for everything else and you know the specifics of where to click and how to set things up step by step, I teach that all inside of the Dropship Blueprint, which is my flagship program that you can get at dropshiplifestyle.com. And what I'll do is link that in the podcast description too for anybody that uh, that wants to check it out and get our complete training on how we do this, how we build highly profitable semi-automated stores. Okay, so back to why you want to hear from everybody. Typically, the reason why in the beginning, remember, you know, when I was starting, I was uncertain and scared to hear from people. And the reason why a lot of other people feel the same way is because it's just, it's human psychology, but people are much more likely to share a bad experience than they are a good experience, right? If somebody has a bad experience or they're not happy, they're going to post negative reviews. They're definitely gonna tell you as your, your business about it. And most likely they're gonna tell their friends and their family about it too. That just happens naturally. You don't have to do any work to make that happen. All you have to do is give a customer a bad experience. Now, on the other hand, if somebody has a pleasant experience, right? It could be you know, just average, they, they got what they paid for, it's not gonna be something that goes viral, right? If they order from your store and they order, I don't know, if they order a stand-up desk and you deliver it to them when you say you're gonna deliver it to them, they're not gonna post on Facebook about how amazing you did as a business because they got what they expected. So again, it's very easy to get negative feedback, but it's much harder to get that positive, to get people to share their good experiences. So what we have to do, what our job is, is to make customers' experiences great so that they do take that time to spread the message, to let us know, to let other people know. So a few ways that we do this, again, at a, at a higher level overview, something everybody should do from day one. Now, I mentioned most of this happens after the sale is made, but you also kind of wanna pre-frame this with some things that happen while the sale is occurring, and that way people go into it, meaning your shoppers, your customers, with realistic expectations. So the first thing you wanna do is on your product pages for whatever you're selling, put an estimated arrival date. Because when people buy online, if they're not buying from Amazon and they you know don't have Amazon Prime and they know it's gonna arrive in two days, if they're just buying from your store that most likely the first time they never heard of, they'll have no idea when the thing will arrive. And maybe you're selling products like we are that are in warehouses in the countries where we do business. So they're typically delivered within like two to five business days. And that's great. You could just let the customer know right there so they know to expect it. Or maybe you're selling something that requires some customization. Or maybe you're selling something that is back-ordered. And whatever the situation is, you want to let the customer know beforehand, before they put in their credit card number, when the item will arrive. Again, estimated arrival date, because that just sets the tone for the whole transaction. Now, 
Other things you really want to do to, to set the tone for having these customers love you is help them make informed buying decisions. People can buy from any site they want, but we want to help guide them, almost try to recreate that experience they would get if they went into some store for your niche where they had trained their sales associates like perfectly to answer any questions, to help guide people towards the right products. We wanna recreate that experience, but on our stores. So some ways everybody can do that right now is on your product pages, you should actually put why people should buy product ABC and who it benefits, right? Help them decide if that is the right one for them. If it's not, say, you know, if you, let's say you're selling dog crates, you know, this crate is perfect for these breeds of dogs, this weight, this size. If you have a, you know, say you're, that's for a large dog. If you have a medium sized dog, we would recommend this one and link to that. So help them make informed buying decisions. And if they can get a better product, maybe something better quality or something that that better suits them. If you guide them that way, that will help. It's not going to mean they're going to go out there and tell everybody, but it'll help to leave a good impression in their minds. Other things you should definitely do is take frequently asked questions that you get from people that actually are you know, buying from your business and messaging you and add them to your product pages. So again, help set that tone. Um, another thing that you can do to kind of help try to recreate that in-store experience is have live chat, somebody that's there that can actually answer their questions in real time. Now, during the sale, right? As they're, okay, now they have the information, they're on your product page, they got that estimated arrival date, you uh, helped to you know, solidify that idea in their head that it's the right product for them. Now they click add to cart, they're going through the checkout process. What else can you do to help customers love you? Well, one of them is to incorporate flexible payment options. And when I say flexible, I, I do literally mean things like have payment plans available. You can use Affirm, you can use Klarna. Um, Shopify Payments has something called Shop Pay Installments coming out soon, which is just like a, a way that people can you know, finance through Shopify Payments. The way it works is you get the money right away and the buyer makes the payments to Klarna, Affirm, or PayPal after using PayPal credit, or soon Shopify if they go through them. Now, that helps them again because maybe you just saved them some money. Maybe they got no interest for four months. Boom, you help them. They're more likely to remember your business and to tell people about it. Another, th another thing, multiple shipping options. Now, this one is optional, but let's just say you sell, um, you know, like large and heavy items. Again, I just used the stand-up desk. So let's say you're selling stand-up desks. And by default, I've never sold these, so I don't know, but I would assume most shippers just ship them and they're delivered, you know, outside of the home, right? Like any other package, you get it and it's in a box and somebody rings your doorbell and then you get home and there's a bunch of boxes outside. Now, what you can do is offer upgraded shipping. So maybe white glove delivery where the customer pays more, but now the product goes into the customer's home. It gets delivered with somebody that knows how to assemble it. They'll actually set it up for them. And what that's doing, again, is building that experience. It's giving them something worth talking 
talking about. So maybe now, instead of them just buying from your stand-up desk store and thinking, okay, cool, I got my stand-up desk, now I have to open 20 boxes and find my tools and uh, you know spend two hours building this thing, maybe now their experience is they bought the same product from you, they paid a little bit more for white glove delivery with assembly, but now their experience is, wow, I ordered this thing, it was delivered three days later, the company brought it in, set it up exactly where I wanted it to, took all the boxes away. Wow, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tell my coworkers on our next Zoom call about this, right? So that's what I mean by by building experiences. Now, a few more things after they actually make that payment, the order goes through that you can do to be loved, to have people talk about you, to have people come back, to have people actually refer family and friends to you. For us, what we do right away is build a remarketing ad. And typically, when people think of remarketing ads, they think of, you know, abandoned checkouts, right? So somebody starts to buy, they don't complete, you show them ads to go back and buy. That is all well and good. I talked about that in episode two of this series. But what I'm talking about here is a remarketing ad that is only shown to new customers. And what this is, is a video ad that you can do on both Facebook and YouTube to an audience of new customers. Again, we talked about how to build those audiences in episode two and for the whole, you know, step-by-step look at my screen, see where I click to build them. That is all in my program, the Dropship Blueprint. And if you want to see that, just go to uh, dropshiplifestyle.com. You can go to e-commerce courses and get enrolled and get that full training. But in this remarketing ad that we show to new customers, what it is is a video from ideally you as the owner of the company. If you're not comfortable doing a video, and by the way, it could be done with your webcam or your cell phone, it's fine. But what you want to do is show them a video and just say, hi, you know, thank you so much for placing an order with mystore.com. Your order is confirmed. It's expected to ship whenever you normally ship. And then let them know that, you know, a little bit about your company. We're a small business and we appreciate the support. And if you ever have any questions, you can always contact us at you know, give them your email, which can go to your main support inbox, but put that email in that video, or you can call us at whatever the best phone number is, or you can live chat on our website, right? Whatever it is, give them the information that they need so they feel more confident with their purchase. And this also goes back in to building that experience, because I'll tell you, almost no companies do this, and we get great feedback on our remarketing ads to new customers. Not trying to sell them anything, not trying to cross-sell or upsell there, just really trying to, to build that relationship and give them something unique. Now, next thing you should do after the sale is have a great post-purchase flow. A post-purchase flow is a series of emails that goes out to people that just bought from you. Now, these emails should accomplish a few different things. The first is to set the tone and let them know what to expect. So picture the first email, it's their order confirmation, you know, order number one, two, three, you ordered product XYZ shipping to, you know, your address, um, and then estimated again, ship date right there, how they can contact you if they need help, when you're going to email them with updates. Other emails in this post-purchase email flow should be order status updates. So when did the order ship? Uh, where is it? You know, what's their tracking number? When is it near their home? When is it delivered? Any other things you could do in this post-purchase email flow in regards to sharing like useful or helpful information definitely is beneficial. So let's just go back to that stand-up desk example again. Let's say somebody bought it from you and it, it they didn't choose the, the white glove delivery with assembly, right? It's just being dropped off. 
okay, maybe in the order status email, when it shows it is now, you know, about to be delivered, they get the email showing them it's about to be delivered. But in that email, you give them a, you know, maybe a PDF or a, a link to a page on your on your website, on your store that shows them what tools you recommend and maybe an instructional video showing how that's assembled, right? So again, you're building that experience. You're giving them something they didn't expect. Now, other things you should do in this post-purchase email flow, one is include a code, a coupon code, that's good for a friends and family discount. That way, if they do have this great experience, it's very easy for them to forward an email that has a unique code so their friends, family, and coworkers can also get the products that you sell. Um, another thing that's super important really is asking for reviews. And this is for a couple reasons. You know, the first is obviously the more reviews you have, the higher your conversion rate will be. So that alone is worth it. But another reason I like to do this is because it lets us know what our customers actually think, right? Like if somebody's going to take the time to leave a review, typically it's more than just, you know, thanks a lot. And it shows us what we're doing good with. And also once the, the person on the other end, right, let's just say you right now listening to this, I asked you for a review and you left one. Well, now automatically, because you did that for me, you're more likely to remember my business because you did that for me. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but that again, human psychology, if we do something for somebody else, we are, we look at them in a more connected way. I don't know the best way to describe it, but if we do something for somebody else, we actually like them better because we did that thing for them. So sounds crazy, but it, it, it is what it is. So definitely be asking for reviews in that post-purchase flow. And another thing we like to do in there is a survey. Try to get people to go a little bit deeper, give us more feedback. And again, same reasons. So we know what we're doing good. We know what we can improve. And so we can have them actually communicating with us and doing more than just buying and getting a package four days later and being happy. Now, Beyond what I just talked about, the last thing I'll say, which should go without saying, is that the the main thing that people screw up with when it comes to e-commerce and business in general, really, is probably in life, but it's communication, okay? So everything that I've talked about so far really is automated. These are things you set up and they just automatically run in the background, but people will have questions. People will respond to your emails. People will call the number. People will live chat and you need to have communication, whether it's you or somebody else. Communication is key because people in general, right? Everything is in general, but in general, people are okay with problems. They, they, are, they understand, at least most of them do. Some people are just... I don't even know, I don't want to say anything too mean, but most people are okay with problems, but nobody is okay with poor communication. So if somebody orders from you and all they get is an order confirmation email and a week later they have to email you saying, hey, where's my product or what's going on? They're, you're never, they're not coming back, okay? They're not leaving you a good review. They're not telling anybody about you and they're not coming back. So communication is key. The sooner, the better. Um, don't, you know, be afraid to, tell the truth and be honest with people because clear communication always wins. So uh, that's gonna do it guys for this three-part series. 
I hope you did get value. Again, this is more of a, a three-part high-level overview for what every store should do in their marketing for their Shopify stores to get results from as soon as you're up and running. Like this stuff is like the, the, the basis of, of the framework that if you implement right away, you're gonna be so much more likely to be successful instead of just waiting around, hoping things work out. So um, again, for anybody that wants the full step-by-step -step of everything I've talked about in these three episodes, plus a whole lot more, everything from product selection to automation, be sure to go to dropshiplifestyle.com and you can see our available training programs there. So also, I should say, if you got value from this podcast, from this series, do me a favor, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I will link to that in this podcast description as well. Really appreciate it. I read all of them. So that's it, guys. Yeah, thank you. Hope you got value. I appreciate you. And I'll talk to you on Thursday for the next episode of the E-Commerce Lifestyle Podcast. See everybody.